Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 66 of uh, Shades of Brown. And this week, we're going to start off with uh, Apple News, uh, I guess. Uh, we're going to start off with the MacBook Pro update, which came out with no fanfare. Like, it just happened, like, in one day. Well, so there's an embargo, though, because they, they held an event where they had, like, 20 professionals apparently none of them were paid by apple like programmers and musicians and artists and data scientists and stuff come out to this like space in new york where they showed the press like this is how i use my mac in a professional way right like someone's making like stuff in unity another person is like doing data science stuff another person's like a trumpet player and who messes around on logic and then there's like software engineers and they're like yeah we love macs And then I was listening to the Verge cast, and apparently one of the games people was like, oh, yeah, and then I kind of use a uh, a Windows PC for rendering, and Apple oh. people were like, oh, let's move this along. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> they got checked out by Apple PR, so they started talking about it with gaming PC, which is beautiful, um, because you can't play games on a Mac. I don't know why anyone would pretend to. No, no, it's just, it's not it's not, it's not happening. Uh, it's, 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 yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the updates, right? It's uh, so it's like a performance update. This is like it's not, just a spec bump, right? Yeah, spec bump. Uh, it's mostly for high end users, right? It's the 15 inch models uh, and the 13 inch. So basically, the the cheap one, yeah, it's all touch bars. The um the the MacBook Escape, right? Like that cheap one did not get touched at all. Right, right. Uh, so like the supporting features, like. What they have like a model with you can get like four TB of SSD storage, which is four thousand dollars. Oh, that's that's a lot. That's 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 a lot. Uh, and also thirty two gigs of RAM. And also that's interesting because the thirty two gigs of RAM is now DDR four on the fifteen inch models, right? Uh, the thirty three, sorry, the thirteen inch models still use the LP DDR three RAM, uh, but Apple decided to go with the uh, the DDR4 RAM, uh, which which uses more power, by the way, uh, but it makes sense because these are all like high end laptops with it's, it's like this fast RAM, uh, expensive RAM too. Uh, also, they're coming in with True Tone displays, right? Is this both the 13 inch and the 15 inch? Yeah, right? and the Touch Bar too. The Touch Bar has a fucking True Tone display why, on it. Why? Why does the I Touch mean, Bar? It need makes a- sense. I guess because you want to be color match because it would look weird, right? If one oh, tis, if one screen's like a little yellow and the other one's like super blue. Mm. Also, um, I have no clue if this is going to make it to the final recording. But someone is driving by this apartment right now, blasting their fucking bass in their car. I can't hear it. So. Oh, I can feel it. I don't know if we could hear it, but I can feel it, <laughs> and it's really weird. So, uh, if bass pops in, thank thank the my neighbor who just put some new subs in the back of their like probably like their Toyota or their Honda. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, back to the laptop. So they also increased the battery size, but yeah. it ends up being like a net zero gain because of the um, the DDR4 RAM, right? Needs more uh, power and the processors are now, you can go up to like a Core i9, right? With <sighs> six cores. Yeah, the, the, they bumped the processors too. I think it's the, what 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 Intel naming scheme? Coffee the, Lake? Coffee Lake or? KB Lake? No, KB no, no, Lake? No, no. no, I think let's, it's... Let's, let's Google this. Intel current gen name yeah and like i mean the high-end macbook pros right like the people who are buying these are like like the people who just work on their laptop all day right it's gonna be like it doesn't they're gonna probably be plugged in most of the time so it's not like a big deal for them i guess like that it's like the ram uses more power or like 
processor uses more power. And there's also dedicated GPU versions, right? They updated the dedicated GPU on uh, some of these. All of them have new GPU options. Like, they have better GPU options, right? I think it's like a upgraded Radeon. Um, but still weird. Like, I've, no one's ever, like, figured this out. But, like, why do Apple and NVIDIA not like each other? Uh, that's There's a story behind that. I, I don't know why. But I remember I used to have a, a MacBook Pro that had an NVIDIA GPU. That was a long time ago. Yeah, so, like, 10 years now that they haven't used NVIDIA GPUs. And, like... Please don't fight me, uh, AMD fans, but like NVIDIA GPUs are usually like the better ones. So you can like get Radeon chips that are like, or GPUs that are cheaper, right? That are pretty good. But like, if you want like the, if you want like, this is a MacBook Pro, right? If you want the expensive computer with like money is not an option, you go for the NVIDIA GPU because mm-hmm. the most expensive NVIDIA, NVIDIA GPUs are better than the most expensive Radeon ones. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's probably some sort of thing going on. Maybe it's politics. Maybe it's like whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's also everybody's like, you know, we're getting to the topic of the keyboards. Uh, did Apple update the keyboards on these new ones? Uh, did they change it? Did, did they make it more reliable? Uh, like the butterfly mechanisms. Uh, did, uh, they only said that they fixed a noise problem, right? Apple's like, we made, we just retouched the keyboards to make them quieter. And then I was reading some press accounts of the event and everyone's like, did you break? It's like, did you fix them from like breaking? And Apple was like, well, only a small percentage of users ever incur this problem. Oh, come on. Come on. Can't, you can't, you, I mean, I mean, I don't blame the PR person because that's like, like their job, but like, yeah, it's, it's nobody's, you're not fooling anybody, Apple at this point, I think. Uh, that PR thing has gotten away from you. Uh, so the keyboards, uh, the, the the recall models, right? It's, so not recall models. The repair program, right? Uh, I fix it. Did uh, sort of like they're, they're in progress, right? They're doing yeah. Like yeah a- so I fix it always publishes like teardowns, right, and repair guides. And what they found is that the new MacBook keyboards are now. Um, so when you waterproof a phone, right, you use rubber and silicon, like little gaskets and sleeves to cover the headphone jack, to cover other ports on the inside so that they don't, that water doesn't seep into the device, right? Use it as installation. And what, what the touch keyboards do, or the newer keyboards on the touch bar models have is they have silicon in them, uh, under the key, like the key caps themselves that, in theory, makes them quieter, right? But also will make it so that those keyboards um, are less likely for a grain of sand to make them mushy. Yep. Uh, this is this is interesting. I don't know. I, is this going to be the, like the new keyboards as well? Is this the new keyboards like the ones that they just released, or like is this like the uh, oh this is the new keyboard? Okay. Uh, okay. So we'll see if this actually makes it more reliable, or in a few months we'll. We'll have another whole thing, whole segment about how the new keyboards are also bad or something. Uh, yeah. What I'm more interested in, right? It's like the MacBook that I sent back to get the keyboard replaced. If I take it apart, does it also have this new mechanism? Mm, maybe, maybe. But I don't think you want to take it apart. Yeah, no, I, I, I would rather not because I don't want to send off this computer for another week. But I wouldn't be surprised if Apple's retroactively doing that because I also saw on Reddit that some people who are sending their MacBook Pros back, they're getting the new enclosure of this one. And you can tell because um, 
the battery is the same unit that the keyboard's on because, you know, that's the downfall of building things are super thin and light. So when they got it back, they got the new battery size, but in their old MacBook. Interesting. So they are maybe swapping out the keyboard with the. But the, the keyboard had like the same layout, right? Because Apple redid how some of the, uh, how the weightness of the fonts. And so the keycaps are the same as before, but it also had a new battery. So it might be some weird like Franken model of it that Apple's rolling out to people who get it repaired. That's, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Oh, um, and this keyboard thing is just, just the thing. It's 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 just ridiculous. We I think we've talked about it multiple times already. Yeah. It's... But what I really want to talk about with these laptops though, it's like I'm like kind of happy that Apple's and once again realizing that people make things with their computers and that they're giving more um resources and, and they're devoting more time to improving that, right? Like this laptop and like Mac OS High Sierra and the iMac Pro, it's like these are genuinely good laptops if you do anything besides video games, right? Like if you would do any kind of like processor, GPU intensive, like resource intensive work, these computers are genuinely good for it. Yeah, uh, they, they are. They are made for pro users. I think that's the focus. Uh, but that touch bar, though, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't like the touch bar too much. To be honest, I, I would prefer a physical uh, escape key. How often do people use escape keys? And a maybe, lot. Okay, uh, well, a lot, you're actually. a programmer, I guess. I mean, Anyone who is who does not program, how often do you use an escape key? Right. That's true. I, have, I never true. touch my escape key. Um, yeah, that's true. It's it's it's. I mean, to be fair, uh, I use escape most of the time when I'm using Vim. Like, and people who use Vim would use escape a lot because it's the it's the key used to switch out of. See, that's the problem. You're using Vim. <laughs> I mean, I'm I don't hardcore use Vim, but I know like there are a lot of developers who use MacBook Pros, right? Who use Vim? Uh, they they got to update to Adam. Oh it's God. a modern. It's oh a modern. Now you're gonna start an editor war. <laughs> editor um, and Electron War two for one. Hmm. I need a sound effect for that when we double up on the discourse. <laughs> I want one. And I don't know why. Mm. I don't need it. No. But I like genuinely want one. Yeah, same, but like I, I extremely don't need it. Like I have no use for a fifteen inch laptop at all, or even even a new thirteen inch laptop because I barely use my laptop as is. Uh so no. No, it's, it's I would just buy another PC, like a desktop PC. That would probably be a better idea to upgrade my desktop PC. Uh so moving on to Adobe News, I guess. <laughs> this is Adobe News. Uh, Adobe will reportedly bring the full Photoshop to the iPad. Uh, so its announcement is expected in October. Uh, so I guess it's going to be announced at, like, the Apple... Well, it's either two things, right? It could be an Apple event in the fall where they announce new iPads, or it could be, like, an Adobe event, because Adobe sometimes holds these random-ass events, right? But the thing is here that... Um, the reporter said on Twitter, but didn't make it into the piece for whatever reason, is that these are going to be redesigned from the ground up, right? So what Adobe's been showing off in recent years, right? They have like newer apps that they uh, built using this in-house cross-platform framework, right? For UI and uh, backend stuff that will run on UWP apps, iOS apps, Android apps, Mac and, and Windows apps. 
like desktop, right? It'll run on all of that. That UI toolkit can scale from that. So I imagine what Adobe is going to do is have two branches of Photoshop, right? The existing one, and then they're going to start like how Apple did with like Final Cut 10, right? Rewrite it from the ground up using this cross-platform framework and then just sort of scale it around to devices. Because while I really don't have the time nor energy to get into the uh, R tablets creation devices or are they real computers <laughs> argument, which, uh, spoiler, they are. Um, <laughs> like, I think this is needed. More pro software on tablets is good. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad thing. This is, this is definitely not a bad thing for, for anybody who does, like, use Adobe products on on, on t- iPads. Uh, that's, that's cool, I guess. I mean, Adobe software is still expensive. I mean, Creative Cloud is... is it's another subscription you have to pay uh, unless you want to pay up like a lot for like the, I guess, uh, do they even sell? Creative? I think it's just Photoshop. Photoshop and Lightroom are like the only ones I think you can get outside of Creative Cloud. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact you can't, you can't get Audition outside of Creative Cloud. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, have, I really have not much to say about this. I think no. neither me or you use Photoshop or any Adobe products. I think we actively avoid using Adobe stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I have no need for any of Adobe's products. Uh, so there's no need for me to buy any of them. I mean, I'm still happy it's there. And I don't know. Every time I think about it, I'm like, I, like cause I, I keep thinking about like switching to audition right for editing shows. And then I just look at the price of creative cloud and I'm like, it's fucking expensive. And like, even though I still have my student email address, right. And I can like swindle my way into a student discount. It's just like, ah. and then also too, like when you install Adobe software on your desktop, right. It kind of blows up and goes everywhere. Like you can never truly uninstall an Adobe product. You see like <laughs> iTunes back in the day, right. When they still should yeah. bonjour and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, iTunes still installs bonjour if you install it. Well, not the Windows 10 Store version. No, not the Windows 10 Store version, but the like the MSI, like the separate one now, which I still have. Uh, yeah, so that that's there's not much else to that piece of news. It's just kind of rumors. Uh, moving on to Microsoft news. Uh, apparently, this is the week more of tablets, a, more tablet uh, Surface Go. I was unveiled this week. Uh, this is like this is like the lowest end. Surface, I guess, uh, now. Uh, this starts at $399 US dollars. Uh, Once again, we should say with no pen, no, no keyboard. If you want a pen or a keyboard, you're still paying like just under $500. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it comes with Windows 10 Home in S mode, which is, yeah, I mean... You also, can turn off S mode for free, though. Yeah, that's true. But also, it comes with like a processor that I didn't even know existed was... The Intel Pentium Gold. Um, so this is like a fanless processor, so don't expect much. It's like 1.6 gigahertz, but I would guess most of the time, if you try to run it at max, uh, it's going to throttle. Uh, also, too, there's no no turbo boost on this. No, or, no, um, no. Probably no hyper-threading, too. No, definitely no hyper-threading. Because mm-hmm. uh, at least with the core M3s, right? Like Once you get to the core series, those at least have, I think, M5s, M7s, or i7s and i5s now, since Intel redid their naming scheme. The fanless uh, core i3s don't have high turbo boosting, but I believe they have hyper-threading. It's like one you get that you don't get on the other ones to reduce the price and power usage. Yeah, uh, it's 4GB or 8GB of RAM. 4GB sounds painful, by the way. Like, that sounds like you run one electron app and you're fucked. You run Chrome uh, and your computer blue screens? <laughs> God. Uh, it starts paging, which is which is not good. Uh 
storage-wise, uh, default option is 64 gigabits of eMMC, which is also not not great uh, because 64 gigs, that's not... I mean, that's you're not going to get the whole 64 gigs. That's like a bunch of that is going to be taken up by Windows. Which, right? You're probably going to get like 38 free, just shy of 40. And... I mean, while while eMMC is still faster than a spinning disk, like compared to other SSDs, it's really not that yeah, fast. It's, yeah, it's not not as good as the SSDs. If you want the SSD, it's going to be like more, I guess, for the one twenty eight or two fifty six gigs of SSD storage. Uh, it does have uh, a micro SD slot. Uh, it does have one X USB C three point one port uh, and Surface Connect and a headphone jack. Uh, it also supports the the nice uh, Surface Pen stuff. PSO, right? Because this is a successor to Surface Three. Which did I ever do a podcast on that uh, on it? Like I had it when we were doing the podcast. That I rec- we used to, I recorded it from Surface Three when I still had it. Right? Right? Yeah, it was during that so. time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we recorded a couple episodes with the Surface Three. Like I used it as the microphone because before I learned about proper audio stuff. Um, so compared to the Surface 3, this is an amazing upgrade because the Surface 3 was an Atom uh, that with two gigs of RAM, mm, which is gigs. like objectively oh. terrible. Oh, two gigs sounds rough, like really rough. Yeah, that was that was before that was, that was back when I like couldn't afford nice computers. <laughs> I mean, granted, I probably could have gotten something more powerful than the Surface, but uh, we we could talk about my love of tablets and wanting to do nothing but just live on a tablet another day. Mm. Also, yes, uh, connectivity-wise, uh, there is apparently an optional LTE model coming in late 2018. Uh, uh, I wouldn't get it, though, because it's a... Uh, so there's an interesting divide, right, with Windows 10 devices now, because you have Windows 10 on ARM that has LTE built in, right, because it's a Qualcomm chipset, but then you get the Intel um, modems added on to computers of Intel chips. And what's interesting about that is that those LTE modems tend to be way slower and use up more power than the integrated ones on the SOC you go with the Qualcomm Windows I 10 mean, PCs. Like if 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 you're gonna if you're gonna I feel like if you need the LTE upgrade, I feel like you should is there a Surface Pro model with like LTE? I think no, yeah there's a Surface Pro LTE. Okay, so I feel like I feel like a lot of these optional features are made like are not really like features you should be paying for on this model. Well, for consumers, right? Because like for enterprise, say for example, you like need a deployment that has a bunch of surfaces, right? And then throwing LTE on them for like a wide deployment of these cheaper surface devices makes more sense. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, because this is geared towards education and like enterprise users, but also on top of like consumers, right? Yeah, Windows 10 Home though doesn't make sense for enterprises. Like it would be probably be replaced with like. Well, this is this is Microsoft, right? Like, like I think I've talked to Jake about it before. Like they don't want you to use Windows 10 Pro for enterprises anymore. They would rather you pay for the Microsoft 365 sub rate and then use Windows 10 Enterprise. Yeah, Windows 10 Enterprise volume licenses. If like if you're big enough for that, I guess that makes sense. But like, uh, yeah. So that's Surface Go. Uh, keyboard is ninety nine dollars, by the way, <laughs> because it's a Surface device. Uh, um, they should really start including that. I mean, really, I mean, who who is gonna buy this without the keyboard? Like, let's be real. I had I had the Surface Three for about a week and a half about the keyboard before it came in. Really, I, I was able to um, it like shipped to my house because I was silly and ordered it a weird and had them ship separately. And Windows Ten, or was Windows Eight back then? But I think I threw the Windows Ten public beta onto it. Windows Ten with no keyboard is not a great time. Like it works, 
Like it works, but like why? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still it's really not that not that great. Uh, I don't think anybody's, especially in the education market, nobody's buying this without the keyboard. Like, and more importantly, you're not buying that Microsoft keyboard if you buy a Surface. You're buying like a rugged ca- clamshell case for yep, it. Yep, 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 yep. All right, moving on to things that are not great. Uh, Android Go. It's time. It is time to laugh at Android again. I guess. Uh, Specifically, Android Go. Uh, so this is this is an Android Police article uh, about someone who used uh, an Android Go phone for a month and like, how their experience was extremely bad. Uh, it was the Alcatel One X uh, was the phone. Uh, so this is this is like a really low end phone, right? Like, this is like one gig of RAM, uh, some low end. Snapdragon, right? Uh, but see, does this one even have a Snapdragon? It probably has like a MediaTek chip oh in it. Oh, God. I don't even know what the specs are for this, actually. Let's see. It has a MediaTek. There we go. <laughs> oh, oh my God. It even, oh, this display. Do, do you want me to read it's, this? It's a TN display, right? Do you want me to read the resolution, though? Do you want to be this offended? It's going to hurt it? you. What is 480 it? 480 by 960, 5.3 <sighs> inches. I'm looking at the spec sheet and ouch. <sighs> Oof, that's let's mm, mm, mm. let's talk about this article though. Uh, like Android Go is the best praise you can give it is it's functional. Uh, it works. Uh, I mean that's faint praise, but it works. Uh, everything is extremely slow, which is not surprising because this device is a gig of RAM and a slow processor, and. Like honestly, it's gonna co- it's it's cost like a hundred dollars, and that's too expensive for this phone. Uh, that's that's like the gist of this article is basically like this is this phone is supposed to be for people who don't who don't have much money to spend on a phone and still want to get a smartphone. Uh, but this device at a hundred dollars is 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 too much, right? I, what did he say? Like it's. it's 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 ridiculous i guess like because i've used cheap android phones like this right like my first android device was like this budget froyo phone and then i had this budget um phone that i like threw a rom on it to get it to kitkat um and they all had like 512 megs of ram 256 megs of ram uh four inch screens 320 by 380 or this one was like four i think another one i was like 460 by 960 or 980 or something like that and the problem with these phones is that, okay, sure, Android can run under a gig of RAM. It'll work sometimes, but scrolling won't even stay at a consistent 30 frames per second. And and you get what I call, I call the, uh, the what the fuck are you doing phone moments where like <laughs> you try to like unlock the phone and you do the animation and it like corrupts and it gets like, and like 10 different things happen at once because like the mm-hmm. processor skips a second, like it's like a moment, it can't keep up, right? So like 20 things happen at once and you're just waiting there at your phone, like tapping the button, hoping it works and it thinks you're tapping it 5 million times, like 10 seconds later and then Chrome crashes, right? Like I've had this happen so many times. <laughs> yeah. And like stuff, stuff going out of RAM like basically immediately right like it's oh, like oh i love it you switch tabs and then it has to reload because it chrome through a tab out of ram yep because chrome is just like i don't have enough ram so i'm just gonna <laughs> throw that tab out uh, chrome's like i want to eat ram but there's no ram to eat there's no ram for me uh this, this is the wrong device also like yeah it's 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 bad it's not great and for the and it's like you're like okay this is a hundred dollars but okay 
the markets these are made for, right? Like hundred dollars is is a lot. Well, right. The, the thing is too, right? Okay, you could be like, oh, this is a hundred dollars, but here what you do: go onto Alibaba, go to Flipkart, and like do like a quick currency conversion of a hundred USD to a hundred um. What's India's currency? Rupees. It, rupees. It, it, rupees. And then whatever China's currency is. You want. That I, yeah. Do that and then type that into the search box, right? Like for phones for that much. And then just see the specs you get for a hundred bucks. And then like come back and be like, oh, like that's you. You get way more phone for a hundred bucks in other countries than you do in the States or like Canada for that matter. Yeah. Uh, like, like, like these, the Xiaomi phones, like we we're talking about Xiaomi earlier, right? Like Xiaomi is going to just leave this stuff in the dust right like you can even get like a used phone probably that's better than this right you can get like a last like i don't know like iphone se i don't even know if you could get an iphone se for that price maybe well, a let used me see one. let me see how much an iphone se costs it depends on the market too right like in india i think you could probably get a used iphone se right uh or like it would cost you 350 right yeah yeah if you get it from Best Buy, you can get a pre-owned iPhone SE for one hundred fifty dollars. Um, if you bought it outright from Best Buy, it would also be like three fifty, right? So, I mean, the the problem. So, like, once you get to one hundred dollars for a phone, I would because of how shitty they are in the states. I would honestly just tell people, wait a minute, right? Like, just just wait, just try maybe like if you need a hundred dollar phone, right? Like, obviously, like don't listen to me, go get one. Yeah. But, like, if you can just save up until you get like a two fifty or like two hundred dollars, you get so much better phone. But like that's the the problem being too right is like that two hundred dollar phone is basically what you get for one hundred if you're like in India or China. Yeah, it's he's like there's another phone. Arsenica did a review of it, right? The Nokia six point one. Yes, we're gonna talk about that next. Uh, I mean, well, well, like let's yeah, let's actually talk about the Nokia six point one. So piece the important thing to note, right? That Alcatel phone, Android Go, this one android one um and i still don't exactly understand differences but i believe android one phones run like i think we talked about right android one phones they run they run from software from google and google handles most of like making the builds but android go is just like a skew where it ships in a low like ram mode but oems can still put a skin on it because i remember a samsung phone leaked out a while back that was android go and it had touch whiz and let me tell you if you're spending 100 bucks and you get touch whiz on a phone i'm sorry friend <sighs> i'm genuinely sorry yeah that's 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 not that's not great uh i mean your phone can clip while it's making bloop noises and sound um, like a toilet i know samsung phones don't sound like toilets anymore but i'll never forget i will never forget that i used to i had a galaxy s the original galaxy s uh yeah so this the nokia uh 6.1 is actually like a genuinely a good phone right uh, like a, it's actually a decent phone. Uh, like it's made by HMD, obviously. Like it's, yeah, it's yeah. HMD. HMD makes uh makes Nokia. They bought Nokia like the phone licensing name and all that, right? So while it says Nokia, it's technically just the Chinese OEM. Uh, don't they also make the new BlackBerry phones? Or does that TCL? That's TCL. That's TCL. Uh, so this phone though has a uh nineteen twenty by ten eighty five point five inch LCD. I think it's IPS. Um, it has Android Oreo eight point one. Go, uh, one edition. One edition. Um, it's, Google's becoming Microsoft with these names. It has the Qualcomm Snapdragon 630, which is actually like a pretty decent processor. Three gigs of RAM, 
which is way better than the how much how much RAM did that Alcatel phone had? One gig, right? One one one. It gig, has a yeah. thirty-two gigs of internal storage micro SD card slot. I'm no AC Wi-Fi, but that's forgivable. Yes, that's a th- that's interesting because I, I I would think at this point AC is built into chips, but I guess the six thirty is old enough where it doesn't have AC built in. Uh, uh, so yeah, Bluetooth five point GPS NFC, uh, USB two point Type C. Uh, headphone jack, yes. Uh, 16 megapixel camera rear and 8 megapixel front. Uh, battery is, uh, 3000 milliampere hours. And the price starts at 269 US dollars, right? Uh, which is like, so mind you, that's 2.6 times the price of the Android Go phone, right? Yes, yes, it is. But, this phone is going to last you so much longer than that Android Go phone. It's going to feel nicer too. Like I feel like the difference would be significant. Uh, like it would be like you would actually be able to use apps on it. Like that's that's the thing, right? The Go phone is just like you can use the phone, you can use SMS, you can keep one app open. I guess uh, that's it. Right. Uh, well, you could probably keep app open. You probably like have to like if you're like using Twitter, right? You go to like a sub view and you go back to the main view of the app, and you probably have to reload it. Yeah, so, yeah. Because I think the problem with with Android Go, right, is that Google is stripping away everything to try and make Android run well. Whereas if we look at Windows Phone, right, um, and I can use a really great example because like I had the Nokia six thirty five that had a gig of RAM, seven twenty p display. And like a really old Qualcomm chip, but that thing ran beautifully. Like you would get scrolling that was sixty frames per second on that device, and that I cost me I think literally just a hundred bucks. And so, it's because Google has not made Android like work well on low end devices, and they keep trying to strip it away and strip it away to make it work well. Because Android Oreo's fine on the Pixel, like. Like I said the other day, like it's actually a pretty nice experience on the Pixel. But once you like try and run it in low end modes, and because like Google's been trying to like make this work since KitKat, and it's still as terrible as it was with KitKat. Uh, six point Nokia six point one though is like genuinely decent, and the only bad things I don't even call these like really bad things. Like it doesn't have always on okay Google support. Okay, which is like that's a feature in my. <laughs> That's a yeah. That's not an issue for me. Like already, I don't think it's an issue for most people, right? Like it's, it's the people who are going to be buying the market for this phone. I don't. I think it's, it's that's that's perfectly fine. Also, no unlockable bootloader, which uh, I mean, long term, it, it see long term maybe. But the problem being, right, this only comes with twenty five apps, and they're all like stock apps. The only bloatware on this device we want to call it bloatware is an FM radio app, which I actually think is a cool. Feature edition. That's actually, yeah, and that's like yeah, that's yeah. not bloat, but um, no. an HMD promises two years of security updates and two years of OS updates, and they're really good at it. They have a security bulletin page saying all the previous updates, and they haven't missed a beat. Right, like they say they're going to update devices, and they're updating devices, and it's so. It took five months to get Oreo, um. But they're getting monthly security updates. And as much as like five months is kind of annoying, mm-hmm. it's I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, because yeah. it's still getting updated. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, it was a predecessor to this phone. It had took five minutes to get Oreo or five five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's make an OS release in five minutes. It took five months to get Oreo. 
But uh, the 6.1 ships of 8.1, so that means it's Project Treble support, right? Yes. And yes. so this, the no, the pre- predecessor, Launch of Android 7, didn't have tre- Treble support. So that, like... Could that that could be like a different reason as to why it took so long? Yeah, that that I yeah that. So in theory, this should be getting OS updates really really, really quick. quick. Yeah, hopefully yes. Uh, I mean, the camera is really bad, but I'm like not surprised at all. Like at this price point, uh, you're not expecting good cameras. Like 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 it's it's two hundred and seventy dollars. I I don't think. And the thing about the camera too, it's like it's not the camera's like bad because I've seen like shots of it. And the camera holds its own for the price range. It's that the camera software in the phone is extremely like slow and laggy. Yeah, which that's... hopefully they could fix in a software. I update. mean, it's not gonna get fixed. Like let's be real. Yeah. It's, it's Piece of thing is, I was reading on the Reddit. If you just throw the Google Camera APK, like literally take it off a Pixel device, it works fine. <laughs> like if you saw like a third party camera app, it's apparently not slow and buggy. Well, yeah. Yeah, you should probably do that if you if you get this phone. Uh, you want to use the camera. <sighs> Otherwise, it's 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 all right. I mean, it's it's uh, like we talk about a shit phone and then we talk about a decent phone. I think because then I kind of want to pick up this phone as like my test Android phone. Actually, same. Actually, same. Like I, it's available from Amazon. Ca. I saw. I saw it was available. Uh, See, it has a uh, fingerprint sensor on the back. No glass backs. Because mm-hmm. the, this year's because Moto Motorola used to make the best budget phones until they got bought out by Lenovo and then they stopped updating their phones. Rip. And this Rip year's Motorola line, like they're okay budget phones, but I feel like this is a better budget phone. And this one even does like mobile payments and stuff since so as NFC. Where Motorola, I don't think, has ever put NFC into the Moto G or Moto E series of phones. I don't think so, but I I don't quote me on that because I don't know. I actually don't know if they if they have NFC or not. Uh, yeah, so. Decent phones. Uh, decent phone, rather. Uh, the best cheap phones you can buy are the ones that you can only like really buy online or aren't sold in carrier stores because carriers just want to push shit on you. Also, yes, speaking of carriers, this is this doesn't support Verizon. So if you're in the States, uh, this is T-Mobile, AT&T only, right? Uh, which is not surprising, right? But it's just, just to let people know, like stuff like this is never on Verizon because Verizon... Well, I mean... You don't go to Verizon if you want cheap phones. Like, like I, like I, like I, Verizon's not the carrier you use to save money. No, Although no, I do no. know that some NVNOs that are kind of cheap use Verizon, and in that case, I'm so sorry. But there's other NVNOs that are better about it, um, and use like AT and T and T Mobile. So it's I'm I'm torn about like all this stuff, right? Because like the last three things we've been talking about, right? It's like a cheap tablet, cheap phones. And it's such like a disparity between like cheap tech that's decent and then cheap tech that's like kind of actually costly for what you're getting and also runs like shit. Yep. Yep. And like, I think I had a Mastodon thread about it the other day, but I'm just going to reiterate it. Tech doesn't care about poor people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, just makes it slow, right? Like the, te- the, the Android Go experience is just like... Just... Also, it's weird that you think that like... So you're going to sell a device to poor people, but you have to give them a light version of your app. Like that thinking is strange because now you're saying if you don't have enough money, then you don't get our full feature set. Like you don't get turn by turn navigation in Google Maps with Android Go. All you get is like a glorified progressive web app, which is probably part of the reason as to why it runs so shittily because Chrome just keeps eating RAM. But um, but it's it's I I don't understand it. 
I, I feel like that's the wrong thinking. What you want to do is like build software that, so it runs on shit hardware. And then like when, when you add more cores or if you add more RAM, it takes better advantage of it. It's like how, um, like what is, what's the ideal situation for this is like audio processing, right? The more cores you add to it, the faster your encode is for like an audio file. But if you have less cores, it'll still do it. It'll just be a little bit slower, but you build it. I'm pretty sure Apple is in making their MP3 encoder and logic with the idea that everyone's going to have like a Xeon processor of like 16 cores, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> don't, you're not designing for like the high end rate. You're not optimizing for that, right? Uh, you optimize for the low end, right? And you design for the low end, which is like what Microsoft did. I think Microsoft still does that with Windows 10, right? Because Windows 10 runs great on shit hardware. And I know that someone's probably going to at me saying that like there's bugs here and there. And yes, I'll admit like, yeah, but like you've run desktop Linux on shit hardware too. Weird stuff's going to pop up. I guess unless you're using like a tiling window manager that only is like two megs of RAM. Yeah. <laughs> Try to use like KDE on like two gigs of RAM sounds like a bit of a, a bit of a pain. No, you should probably, I mean, X-Face. Probably works well on like a gig. Actually, probably works well on like a gig of RAM. XFC, yeah, XFC. Yeah, I mean, let's not get into a distro or other desktop environment wars because we already started uh, editor wars. So we 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 need that engagement. <sighs> Speaking of engagement, Destiny Two. Ooh, ooh, that's a burn. Okay, I, <laughs> so <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of Destiny Two links in in the show notes but all, all i really wanted to talk about was that um yes i still play destiny 2 and yes it is still trash but i'm excited for destiny 2's forsaken expansion although um i don't know if bungie's really fixing the game because so basically what we're getting with forsaken right new playable areas new strikes new all that um there's a whole bunch of new uh supers and subclass branches but the ones that i really want to talk about are that every uh character type now has a really good healer class which they didn't have before right like they had like kind of support classes and if you were a titan you can do some healing but now there's like dedicated healing trees for each of the uh character classes which i think is really cool so uh yeah like healing wise like the titan has like a like a bub like a banner shield like it's like a so so it has a so Titan before had like a shield that you could throw at it be like Captain America, but now what you have is like Reinhardt from Overwatch. Yeah, yeah, that's what it reminds me. Like the like the the sort of like the, the gif they have in the article. Uh, the yeah, it's like a moving shield, right? You stand behind the, the person and then you shoot through it, and the shooting through it makes it last longer, right? So it's like so yeah, so it's it's designed for to be like Reinhardt's shield. That's interesting. If Reinhardt's shield stayed up longer, if people shot through it, that would be interesting. But uh, that's not. Uh, and then, like the Warlock, right? They have a. There's like an ability now where you can make your. If you hold down the throw a grenade button, it turns it into like a little health pack you can throw at people. Yes, that's that's cool. I love that. That's like uh, Anna from Overwatch. Uh, I, I love support classes. So I think, like, if I like read. If I did like a new Destiny character, it would be like uh, Warlock, right? Uh, because yeah. like, well, I mean, if you also the hunter, I think it's some, but hunters like aren't usually like their support classes aren't based on like healing. No, because no. so like if the uh, arc strider, right, the, yeah, uh, the arc one, it's there's a new sub uh, branch in the super or the subclass where 
you you open your super and you basically turn it into like a uh like diva shield right where it throws things back rather so it'll block attacks but then it'll throw projectiles back at the enemies right right that's yeah like the well like the warlock super right the well of radiance uh like it's like a point control super where you get like uh we you cast a rift and it's like heals and like give damage boosts to your enemies right uh, yep, or damage boost your allies. Allies, right? Uh, damage boosting your enemies would be weird. Uh, it, 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 like it's, it doesn't stack with the normal Warlock Rift, right? It's like a, uh, it doesn't stack, so, the other, so it's not like a ridiculous healing thing. But like, it's good for doing those like raid bosses that where you have to like stand in one place or something, right? Uh, what else? What else? Stormcaller, Voidwalker. I don't know, like. Um, so the Titan one, there's a new Titan ability where you launch into the air and then just smash on the ground as your super, which is super cool. Mm. So like you, you see so like, uh, it's a striker one. So you fly up into the air and then you smash down on the ground, sort of like doom fist and you have like this oh. great AOE explosion. You know, a lot of these like abilities are very flashy. Like they're, they're like really shiny, uh, abilities. Like they're really up the shine on these, uh, which is cool. Like I really like how whirlwind, uh, guard works. Uh, also, apparently, you have crossbows in Destiny now, which is oh yeah, they uh, added crossbows and that was a new uh, weapon type. But then also too, there's a another one like the gunslinger. You just throw knives that track people now, and it'll blow up as your super. So it's so you just throw like tracking knives. That's okay. Yeah. All right. And then for uh, night stalker blizzard or blizzard, no active. No, well, I mean it is active. Bungie, Bungie. <laughs> Bungie is copying Blizzard in World of Warcraft by um. Do you ever play as a uh, night elf or like a rogue? No. I mean a rogue, yeah. No. The rogue's a class type. So basically the, the super is that you get two knives and you turn invisible and you can just start attacking people as your super for a night stalker. So it's like... It's like a rogue okay, in World of Warcraft. Okay. It's literally the ability okay. of that. <laughs> so you become like an invisible little assassin. You just like running around. Okay, uh, that's cool. So that's... Those are the abilities, right? There's, there's also like the... Uh, new enemy types, right? Yeah, the Scorn. It's a uh, new, completely new type of enemy, right? It's technically based off of the Fallen, at least lore-wise, but in terms of attacks and um, enemies that you fight, they're all uh, this a new, brand new race. Because I know like, the Taken King technically brought the Taken as a new race, but they were like just re-skins of, of other enemy types. So this one is like a brand new uh, enemy type to fight. There's also Lost Sectors, I think they said multiple Lost Sectors. Yeah, so uh, they, uh, they redid how Lost Sector works now, right? So instead of Lost Sectors just being places where that you would just go, you get a chest, and that's it, they're now more like challenging. So they bumped up the difficulty, and then the rewards you get for beating them are even better, and the Lost Sectors are now more, they're bigger, and they have more of a theme to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also, there's like some sort of bounty system now, like where you can get like... Uh, I think, like, you can do bounties and, like, you, there's these, like, enemies that you have to kill across the world, right? Oh, uh, that's a story. So, it's a, lo- it's a non-linear story. So, there's eight barons, I think, you to beat the main story. And they're, like, little puzzle rooms, right, where you unlock the boss and you have to, ba- you have to beat the boss. So, there's story missions, but then there's, like, barons that you have to go around the game's map fighting as a part of the main story. So, it's it's non-linear, kind of, now. All right. All right. Uh, so, Destiny 2, Forsaken. Let's actually talk about how much it costs. <laughs> I'll let you have this one. I feel like you you can you can express your anger with cost more than I can. <laughs> uh, let me just bring up the shop. Uh, like I, I'm looking at okay, so 
for reference, I'm looking at uh, the PC, uh, like the PC store, so like the Blizzard store, right? Uh, and the Forsaken expansion, right? Just, just okay. There is a digital deluxe edition for the Forsaken expansion, right? Mind you, that's not the ba- you don't get the base game. That's that's the digital deluxe edition for the expansion, which is hundred and seven dollars uh and you get you also get the annual now so there's now, now an annual pass and Christian, can you explain what the annual pass is it's uh it's like an update right for so basically the annual pass you pre-order right even if you buy it you it's sending something by now it's sending like a pre-order because it gets you three content expansions that are going from the release of forsaken which is september 4th until summer 2019 and it's 35 dollars on its own uh, right, and the digital deluxe edition, all it gets you is the Awoken Legend set, which is like uh, a bow, like a legendary bow, right? An ornament, uh, an emblem, and a ghost shell. <laughs> that's, that's for ten dollars like more versus pre-ordering the annual pass and Forsaken itself. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm just realizing because I I don't have the current expansions, right? So if I wanted to if I wanted to get back into Destiny 2, I would have to buy the card expansions, right? I would have to buy the expansion pass, which is which right now, by the way, is is on discount. So you can you know if you want to get into it, get back into it rather, uh $24 for Curse of Osiris and Warmind. Uh $20 uh, on the Xbox store. Oh, yeah. I think that might be a conversion currency thing oh the way no no wait does the blizzard store that's canadian cat or is that i think so i'm not sure if the blizzard store is canadian or not like i, I actually don't i know. think it's canadian because i remember we're looking at the digital thing right earlier it's 80 on my end and then it's 107 on yours right so i think there's a canadian currency conversion there all right um so yeah like i don't know like i don't know if i want to get back like i have the base game on pc but i don't have any characters here my character is on on xbox one uh so like buying the expansion pass on PC doesn't make much sense, right? Like I would have to recreate characters, restart, right? Basically. Well, I mean, uh, it gives you a reason to play as a warlock now. I mean, it does, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to do it. Like, it's just, just too much. Like, I want to get my minor multi tool, do the whole thing again, uh, do all the stupid story missions, uh, the. The intro, which is absurdly painful to do, by the way, again, uh, just... I mean, the amount of, like, discontent you have right now, why even bother getting back in the Destiny? You sound yeah, like you wouldn't enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, you already know I have, I already, I already placed a pre-order for Forsaken. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> actually, I, I haven't actually bought it yet. I'm just going to wait until it comes out. Yeah, um, I mean, why, why, because, yeah, why would he pre-order? Like, he's not how it works, right? Embargoes drop the Saturday or, like, the Friday before the game comes out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then... If it's good, I just buy it then, and I still get the pre-order bonus because it's a day before like I get to play it. That's how I did it with Taken King. That that makes sense. That's that's reasonable. Uh, like just not pre-ordering like months in advance. Like it's coming out in what September fourth. So I pre-order on September third because there's already be first impressions and reviews out of the expansion because mm-hmm. how embargoes work. Mm-hmm. And then if it's good or not, if it's everyone's like, oh, this is trash, then okay, fine, I'll get it when it's on discount. Um, <laughs> but if it's like good, then I'll just like buy it then, right? Yeah, uh, I I have nothing else to say. Like that was just like you know I just wanted to talk about the ridiculous pricing model here. Uh, it's still not as bad as um, 
Activision Blizzard's uh, Call of Duty um, whole fucking thing this year. Oh, they have that in the Blizzard launcher as well, right? Because now, well, everything is in the Blizzard launcher. Remember when it was Battle, just Battle.net, and everyone got confused? No, 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 it was Blizzard. Wait, wait, did they relaunch it? It was Blizzard, Blizzard app. app, right? They call it Blizzard app. And then they, they, everybody was like, what the fuck? And then they, they just changed it back to Battle.net. <laughs> uh, because some, somebody realized, like, wait a minute, Battle.net is way more of an actual brand, right? Like a stronger brand. Uh, let's not even get into Call of Duty Black Ops bullshit. Uh, because just will you still be friends with me if I get it? Because I'm I'm <sighs> interested. I'm aware that like, but why? It's probably it's ruined by loot boxes and yes, stuff. Why? But I just I just want to play a Call of Duty game. I've I mean, played one in forever. That's that's fair. I mean, that's that's, that's fair. I guess. I mean, if you I feel play. like it's it's our job as uh I mean, as as, as portrayers of culture. You know, we, we, uh, commentators on culture. This is what the show's about, right? It's about <laughs> tech and culture, and that means sometimes you got to listen to the to the Drake freestyle, even though you don't want to. Oh my god, <laughs> it's a new thing, man. New thing. New no, thing? Sh- go go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Um, f- next topic: Fortnite season five. Fort- yeah, season. Why does a battle royale game have seasons? But um, because also- it's, it's it's a living. Okay, no, no, no. So before we get into season five, I actually think that like Fortnite's whole season approach is a really interesting way to do it, right? Yes. yes. Because me and you don't play enough Fortnite to know this, but what Epic does is that each week or like every two weeks, whenever a patch comes out, they change the map a little bit, and they don't tell anyone. So Fortnite season four, right? You remember it started with the missile or comet falling. And then all through season four, like there's time, there's like countdowns going off and like warps and like rockets that would appear in the sky. And every patch would like change a little bit of the map. And then it leads up to season five launching. And I think it makes the game like dynamic. Yeah, it's like dynamic and a little more fun to play because you never know what's coming up. Yeah, that's true. It makes it makes it less boring to play, right? Like it makes you like Actually, like, I mean, it makes you want to get back into the game, right? You want to like check out what's what's going on. I might actually play a few games later to just you know see what's going on. Yeah, because they added like a desert area to the map now. Oh, that's the desert area looks looks kind of nice. Uh, I I got killed there three times. <laughs> I was trying to like I, I got a shopping cart right, and I was like exploring the uh, the changes to the map, and then I just kept getting shot at, and I was like, well, that's what I get. Did, did, did you need like a exploration mode where you can just like walk around the map uh, that'd be pretty cool uh like like a photo mode or something like where you could like oh yeah yeah, yeah. that would be pretty cool uh, because i think fortnite is actually a pretty nice looking game uh and the, the the new visual like the the desert stuff looks pretty cool and the visual style makes it look pretty nice also the switch version is getting motion controls <laughs> why because okay, why? okay okay so i have this theory all right and I, this is more of a theory than a take, so please don't at me. But I think motion controls are a really fucking great way to play first-person shooters. I remember when I had a Wii, there was this one game called The Conduit. And it had, like, really good motion controls. And mind you, I'm not talking motion controls as in you wave your hands around like you're dancing right, to, like, right. shots. It's, it's You point the the cursor at the screen and you move your hand to aim around mm. and that's but, just as precise as using a mouse on, on the switch right that's like we do it when it's docked right like i wouldn't do it when it's like on in kickstand mode now but, but if it was docked it would be like it'd be just like the wii i imagine yeah you wave your joy con around like that's 
I mean, yeah, you literally you wave it around. I'm telling you, it works. It sounds weird. I mean, people keep people t- keep telling me that I should try the motion controls in Splatoon 2 because it's apparently all right. And I and I don't and I don't believe any of these people for real. Like because you gotta, oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm <laughs> you're wrong because you haven't even tried it. Don't know. That's I mean that's true. But I like I like Splatoon 2 by default comes with motion controls turned on, like in the tutorial. That was like instantly turned off by that. Well, like, the problem was, is you're not playing on a TV. Motion controls work better when you're playing on a TV. That's true. Versus when you're trying also, to like point also, the Joy-Con at the Switch uh, dock. Uh, I I don't use the Joy-Cons. Uh, I use a Pro controller. Uh, so, so wait, uh, do you play dock then? Most of the time, yes, I do play dock. Oh, so you have a dock to your monitor, and then you use the Pro controller. Yes, I haven't created it more. I use the Pro controller because the Pro controller okay. is nice. I don't like the Joy-Cons. Uh, so I'm not like, yeah, I'm not very representative of, of the Switch player base, I guess. But yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of motion controls. But hey, uh, people people want to play with them, whatever. It doesn't it doesn't bother me in any way. Uh, so yeah, so uh, season five brings a golf cart now on top of the shopping cart. There's rifts along the uh, field where you just step into. You just kind of get teleported somewhere else in the map. Although, so oh, I am. I am a liar. So you get teleported around the rift, but sometimes you get put up into the sky and you can skydive back to Earth. Oh, so you get like a like a re sort of respawn, right? It's like a yeah, like, okay. it'll just throw you up to the sky and then you can just kind of like parachute wherever else you want to oh, on, onto the map. That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, and besides, there's map changes and stuff, and then there's uh, I think there is more some new weapon types. Um, obviously, weapon changes. Although the desert is moisty mire, it's been drained. Global uh, warming got to Fortnite. It's wow. Okay, Epic Games. Is that like? No, that's me making a joke. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't in the actual patch notes. Oh but, my uh, god. The uh, the dusty divot right where the uh, comet hit. Mm-hmm. It's now like sort of a forest area. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, because right before I knew it was like just a blast radius. So is season five already out or is it like, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. okay. Patch okay. is already out. I've been playing okay. it. I played a couple of matches in it. So it's just like map changes and like new skins and the battle pass. Oh my God. Can we talk about PUBG's battle pass real quick? <sighs> it's so bad. Let's, Firstly, let's, let's do it. Let's, I'm just going to, since we're making fun of things that suck today, PUBG. Yes. Why? But- why do you suck so much? Why? Like, why? PUBG has made enough money. They can hire developers. Yes. At this point, there's no reason for PUBG to like suck as much ass as it does. Plus, they have investments from like Chinese gaming firms like Tencent, PSA. Uh, they were the ones that helped uh, Player Unknown port it to Android Chinese and market? iOS. Yeah, yeah. For uh, the Chinese market. So, like, why, why is PUBG still ass? That is my question. And why? also, why did PUBG make a battle pass that you pay for on top of a paid game? And then afterwards, you don't even get to keep any of your cosmetics. Yes, you don't get to keep them. That's, that's why. Why? 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 Player Unknown's g- ground, like, battle ass. That is, that is the new game. I mean, it, we, we should probably game. link the Jimquisition video on it. There's, like, a good explainer on Yeah, why. just watch Jimquisition, because it's good stuff. <laughs> it explains why it's, like, a terrible value proposition uh, and why PUBG in general is just stagnating, right? It's just like this stagnation mode. Uh, like, I regret buying PUBG more than I regret buying The Division. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm right now, I'm just really glad I didn't spend like $40 on PUBG because that would be 
The thing is, too, they still haven't fixed performance. It still does run at a stable 30 on the Xbox One X. And at least the Division added that survival mode, right? Which was really fun back when there was an actual player base to the game, right? Like, survival was... A, I always had fun playing that mode, even if the rest of that game was ass. There's not one time I've ever enjoyed playing PUBG. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, let's, let's, let's leave, just leave it there. Like, PUBG is not good. It's not, it's, not, it's not great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. Um, that I, this is, this is why I just do games pass now and I've stopped buying games because I keep, Oof. keep making mistakes mm. and, and I'm about to make another one Call of Duty comes out, but don't mm. have me. <laughs> let's, let's not talk about that now. Let's talk about that later when you actually make the mistake and we can make fun of you for the rest of the year. Uh, I hate you so th- much. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, all right. Uh, Call of Duty is, I mean, it's Call of Duty. Oh, that that that's a that is a battlegrounds mode too. How, what do you think the battle pass is going to be like for Call of Duty? It's going to be a hundred dollars or some stupid a hundred dollars every two weeks. Why pay your rent when you can pay Activision Blizzard for more money? Because here's what they get you: you pre-order. Oh my! What if what if they make like a combo lunch pack where it's like Destiny Two, Forsaken, Call of Duty, Battle Pass, and then for the hell of it, Overwatch. Um, yeah, Overwatch like loot box oh, all together God. into one system that's based off a of cryptocurrency. Uh, all right, let's, let's let's kill this podcast before it gets like get extremely like uh, worse ideas by the minute. Uh, you can find us as always two shades of brown dot com. There's a contact email contact at two shades of brown dot com. Tell Christian why they shouldn't buy Call of Duty because it's it's a bad game or something, but. <laughs> Uh, don't at me about motion controls. Uh, I'm not changing my opinion on them. Even uh, though they're wrong. Uh, yeah, you can add me on Mastodon, though, at static safe at mastodon.zombacolab.com. And Christian, people are apparently adding you too much on Mastodon, so I don't know. I mean, want... it's, it's if you listen to the shows, feel free to add me. Yeah, I yeah. get added by Linux nerds who tell me to use Ardor instead of Logic or whatever. <laughs> Um, I have that person blocked. I don't care if they listen. Um, or they like at me, like, I'll be like, oh, this thing happened. And someone's like, oh, here's 25 open source replacements. And I'm like, no, 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 no. in general, just no. Um, but if you are not those and you would like to at me about something I said on the podcast, uh, mm-hmm. more than happy to field feedback. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, Static hasn't blocked me from his instance yet, but it is uh, at Josephine at 10 forward dot social. Yeah. And with that, goodbye. Bye.